Everybody, it's me, Calvin James, with the Innovative Dream Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Today we have... Josh. Josh. Now, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, yeah, so um, I uh, basically have... Um, my social media is mostly around centered around magic and uh, trading cards, but um, I essentially do everything gaming. Um, I'm big on gaming in every area of my life and gaming since I was a kid. And uh, now that I'm older, it's something that I definitely want people to know is uh, something that's not going away and um, something that we're all kind of like integrating in our lifestyle. And for some people, it's just a hobby. And for some people, it can be a lot more than that. And now definitely we're seeing that um, in the culture and just everywhere kind of like we're seeing Pokemon exploding and a lot of different things exploding. So I think that it's starting to turn into more than just, you know, a children's card game. I think um, many aspects of gaming is kind of turning into big business and, and, and a lot of other things. So I think it's an opportunity for, for many people. And I kind of just like to have fun and, you know, it's like a little bit of hobby, but I know that it definitely can be big business and turn into something a lot more. Now, I know you mentioned card game and trading card. Are you when you talk about gaming, are you talking about gaming as in video games or you've been gaming as in tabletop card games? To be honest, um, I know me and you were just chatting. So I, I, for me, I'm, I'm a big in all areas. Um, if, if I like turn my camera around, you'd see my setup. I got about seven systems sitting here in front of me. So okay, um, okay. I would say that I'm big on the video game side. But even though my social media, I kind of like to show off the designs, the artwork and the stuff of magic cards and Pokemon cards. I'm a big gamer when it comes to everything. So okay. favorite system. Um, oh, that's tough. I'm, I'm going to say that right now, the PlayStation. PlayStation is just awesome. Wait, Always which, has been. Which PlayStation? Like the original PlayStation? Um, I mean, right now, I would say that the four, the four definitely blew things out with the remakes and all this other stuff. It kind of integrated all of our nostalgia into one thing. So if I'm going to say, but if we're going to go for all time, I would say probably the PS3 backwards compatible has got to be the best okay. system of all time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I say for me, the best system had to be either PS2 or the Xbox 360. Yes. I, 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 just, I mean, PS2, I just had so many great memories playing all the old Dragon Ball Z games, Jack and Daxter, all the old racing games. Xbox 360, it was just the Halo days. Like, that's just, you know, can't go wrong with that. Um, but I, I guess, like, circling back, in regards to magic cards, Pokemon cards, what drives you? Like, what was the inspiration for you to, to start this passion? and continue to this day um to be honest what it was about magic was uh, I, I got into it way later i didn't play it in college i didn't play it really um when i was younger or anything like that i didn't play in the 90s um i had a buddy of mine who was a little bit older and he just had this massive collection and i would hang out in his house and um to, so i guess to to really answer your question, mostly the artwork of uh, Magicka was really kind of what got me into the game. And then when I found out that a game revolves around these cards, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I had collected Pokemon cards when I was younger and stuff like that. So I was, of course, into the collecting and I've always been kind of kind of been like an investor and things like that. So collecting things that might go in value up later were really interesting to me. And to see my friend have such a massive collection, that's really got what got me into it. So like I would say the collecting aspect got me into it first. 
Um, and then the gameplay, uh, Magic did end up being a pretty cool game. Um, so I would say that like when you see Pokemon and stuff like that, that is mostly about collecting. I don't really play too much Pokemon, but Magic, once I started playing the game, um, I really fell in love with it. It has so many different formats and different ways that you can play it. Um, and really it, it is just exactly that. It's the gathering. I really like Magic more because when you really find the people that like to play it, they are very passionate about it. Everybody's got a different skill set and everybody plays very differently. So no two people, even if they have the same deck or something like that, are not going to play in the same style. So I really love that about the game. And I think that that's really what's made me fall in love with it to a point where I came out into the community and said, hey, I want to share my collection. I want to talk to more people about this because it really ended up being something where, especially with COVID and all this other stuff, yeah. we all became kind of reclused and, and, and kind of like it became a lot harder to. I, I was playing every Thursday at a beer garden. You know, we, we had, I had a oh, tech God. group that we were playing with and, um, and that was a lot of fun. And, and you know, we, so we, we had those groups and then kind of when COVID hit, that was, it was wild to like not be able to do that anymore and not go to tournaments. I used to go to like, you know, they used to have these things called the, uh, the pro tour. So yeah, it'd be really cool to go and like, you, you, this is where it, these magic players are like up at 6 7 a.m going out to the meadowlands and uh and playing you know spending a day or even a weekend out there just playing magic so it's something where the players are passionate the like you said you know it, it, it i i didn't know it was it was the uh i didn't know it was being played so heavily i actually heard it was it was voted one of the most complicated games that came out so i was very i was like oh really it's i didn't even know that but um yeah i would say that the gathering part of magic is really what kind of Kept me there and uh what got me to reach out to the community and say hey like what's happening out here let me let me meet more like-minded individuals and see you know what it's about yeah honestly i think that magic has the best community out of i guess the three major card games that are currently played in america um i see people i go to a lot of comic cons you know so i see a lot of people playing magic on the side with the tabletop games but I you mentioned this uh, too about how hard it is now to play with other people because we're in a pandemic, you know, and I, I see that that as a troubling issue because like would that like did this pandemic kind of kill off playing games in person, whether or not it's card games, whether or not it's chess, uh, you know, because I'm pretty sure people are a little fearful about, you know, just meeting up with anyone because I mean, I'm pretty sure you don't want to play the same people all the time who have the same cards, you know, you're, it's just kind of repetitive and you may be just constantly winning. It's not challenging. Um, but, you know, just me and got a beer garden like that right there. That's a community. Me, I used to be heavier in Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, with Yu-Gi-Oh. It's awesome. I played Yu-Gi-Oh until I went off to college and um, it was to a point where like, I used to go to competitions and stuff. And I used to just love it. I mean, I feel like there wasn't a community there because everybody was just aggressive and they just wanted to kill if you lost. And I remember one time I beat this kid and he was with his father and like, he, he looked so sad after I beat him. And, and like his father like put his arm around him and just walked away. And I was just like, oh, I was like, oh man. I was like, I can't wait. I can't look at this guy. <laughs> you demoralized him. Oh man. Like it was just sad. And then I got taken out the next the next uh round. So, you know, like, there was many competitions and stuff. Uh but like I understand like wanting to like have that community and that that just being there and just loving it. But um, 
what will you do when when things i guess get better like do you think things will get better to a point where you'll be able to go in person or are you just uh meeting with that friend and playing that friend like you guys just getting all the up-to-date cards and just playing each other let me talk to you a bit about that so um it's very interesting so the way that we actually ended up meeting in uh the beer garden was it was like uh through uh a, a facebook messenger group it was like a jersey city group mm -hmm. and it was like a friend of a friend was like yo there's like this group that, that plays in jersey city so i was like oh that's cool and i ended up joining the group and boom then went to the beer garden and, and and became friends with you know a group of maybe it was it was it was like six to twelve guys guys depending on the night okay. and that just like so they have the messenger that kind of like once COVID hit we were all like all right nobody's going anymore but actually to be honest even the way that I'm chatting with you now was how I got into it I ended up getting a webcam ended up getting the headphones I even got like a little light and some mics and stuff here so we did end up transitioning I guess the addiction the the need to play and hey plus you know we got we had a couple hundred dollars worth of cards sitting around so nobody really just wants to sit on their cards most of the time yeah so we kind of had that like that need and that desire to get to playing so some guys already had some of their gamer setups and they, that translated into a magic setup mm -hmm. um and then some companies even blew up from this like things like spell table and other tabletop platforms came out where hey, you had the ability to play with a group of people, some that you knew, if some, even if you didn't know, there were people still you know, organizing. And then Discord, I feel like blew up too. A lot yeah. of people started jumping on Discord and I, I'm, in, I'm in maybe four or five groups now that if any time I wanna like jump on and like put a game together, it's absolutely possible um, with randos or with like a buddy of mine. So I would say that that desire kind of like move magic players to okay. get digital. And that was really cool. It was something that was really exciting for me. I was like, hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm playing games at home. That's, that's pretty interesting. Um, and then I would say that even that desire, some people still were playing. I think even last Saturday, they, they are meeting up and playing, um, you know, obviously masks and all this other stuff. Some people, places have shields. So there are still some events that go on. But I think that Magic officially said that they weren't even doing like those official tournaments, those, those big day events, uh, not for a while now. So... Things changed, but um, I would say that people still kept playing. Collecting definitely is still a thing that's happening. Um, I've been, you know, still buying magic cards and things like that, and that's physical paper cards. Um, and not only that, but the the the, the gamer space came up too. Uh, the arena came up online, and people started playing online a little bit more often. I started playing more online. I'm not big on like DLC for games and things like that. I like mm -hmm. playing the game that comes out or just buying like a game of the year edition, getting that whole, the whole DLC package. Yeah. So on magic where they kind of do like you to continuously buy cards sometimes. And even in the digital space, um, I had more fun kind of like just using that free to play version and experimenting with different decks and things like that. I, I really feel like it made me a better player too. So when things open up, uh, like I said, some things are open. It's not fully open yet, but um even my buddy was hitting me up the other day, like, hey, he's like, we're going to try to come over. We're going to try to set up a small group where some of the guys can come over. Two or three of us will come together and we'll play. So we're trying to get organized. It's kind of like it's, it's a mixed bag between the digital playing with our cameras and mm -hmm. playing in space now that things are getting a little bit uh, a little bit more open. But um, it's been it's been kind of a fun adventure. I would say that my collection definitely grew during this time and I probably became a better gamer. Um, and just more versatile in the way that I could 
reach out to get a game done or even now in the way that I can get cards. Now I'm in so many groups that I could trade and auction cards and sell cards in a way that I wasn't even thinking about a year or two ago, you know? So it's pretty cool. No, I I definitely understand that. I mean, I do find it really tough to even try to get that small group or so to meet in person to do, you know, to play, to play magic. I mean, me personally, um, I face that right now because me and a couple of the friends play Dungeons and Dragons. So we do that over, uh, over discord, you know? So we do that every Thursday. So just like us not being able to be in person, especially with us, like being all over the world, you know, uh, all over America, it, you know, when we meet, it's kind of like, all right, you know, this is our time to meet. It's our time to play. We're going to play for a couple hours and then boom, you know, this, that's it. You know, um, but it's hard because, I mean, we'd rather do it in person, you know, us being in a big long table and, you know, having food and, and, you know, little cutout pieces of what our cards would be and a little makeshift uh, campaign. Um, but it, it is kind of difficult now. I mean, I, I do say like, Hey, like if you, you got the group, trust the group, it isn't the group it isn't going to call you any illness, go ahead with it. Um, but I was going to ask you, because um, you were mentioning how you, you know, you, you, you're buying new cars to build up your collection, you're trading cards to build up your collection, you're selling cards. Are you in the business of selling cards? Like, can people come to you for a specific card? Like, are you like a headhunter um, type of person for a card? Like, if they're like, hey, you know, does anybody know where I can get this card for this price? And you're like, okay, you know, let me go find this card and give them a deal. Um, definitely. I would say that I have become kind of a connoisseur of different magic cards. Um, I get, I, I'll, I'll put it plain and simple. I like to get things on a budget. I really like to get expensive cards a little bit cheaper or, uh, and that's the thing magic, man. Like I'm sure you know, the market, like magic's like Pokemon, you know, you got cards, yeah. you know, in the, in the thousands, if not, you know, hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. So there's expensive cards in this game. Mm. Um, so and that's kind of like, kind of, that's kind of the fun. I got I got one kid that calls himself the Jank Lord, you know, and he's like, I'm I'm gonna be great at this game, you know, using kind of like whack cards, or or that's kind of his philosophy. Mm-hmm. So that's something really awesome. But to speak on that note, yeah, I I kind of have, I really I really like buying sealed product and kind of like opening up the pack, seeing what dope things I can get. Um, usually I'll keep some of the cooler stuff and sell off everything else I can. Um, I do have like a little online store and that's something else I started experimenting during these times was how to really, you know, see if I could turn it into something a little bit, you know, more than just a hobby. And I, I feel like there's definitely something there. Um, you got to put in the work for sure. I do have like uh, this. So they have the market on what's called TCG player. That's the big like magic and Pokemon mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh website. Um, so I do have like um, my online store there. And then, um, and, and, you know, I, I tried things on eBay. I tried, you know, the Amazon thing and that didn't end up really working out. But what I feel like did end up working out was meeting people online, Facebook, Instagram, and things like that. And yeah, and just like buying and selling cards. Um, I've had some really great deals. Um, I've even donated cards, you know, to some good causes and things like that. So mm-hmm. I found like, uh, to something you said before, the community really supports that kind of like buying and selling online. I've gotten some great deals from some guys on Facebook. And 
and I've, you know, made some great deals and, and sold some products. So, um, yes, I've been buying, selling and trading. And I feel like this really became an opportunity for getting great cards and either flipping them or trading with friends. It's definitely happened. Okay. Hey, honestly, I envy you, man. Um, because it was a point in time where I just like missed playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I think it was like maybe a year or two ago. And I went online and I tried to Google as many like places that said they had local tournaments, many different groups. I joined like a meetup group on uh, meetup.com and there was only like five people in the Yu-Gi-Oh group. And then I messaged, hey, like when's the next event? Like, oh yeah, you know, you can come here and play this, this, that. I'll be here. And it's just the event organizer and nobody was showing up to the events. So I'm just like, let me see if I can find something. I may go back and find something, but I feel like there's so many new rules with Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, I, I won't be able to, like, keep up. I'm, like, with the old school uh, first three seasons uh, type of uh, playing style. So, um, and, and just find those cards, keeping up with the, the newest cards. I feel like I probably have to get the legacy of the Duelist game on Nintendo Switch in order to at least, like, jog my memory of everything. Uh, but I still have my stuff, you know, I have that. I remember at one point there was like Naruto cards. Um, I think I had like maybe three, four Pokemon cards left, like the shiny ones I kept. The other ones I think I gave away. Um, it was like a shiny Infernape, a shiny Charizard, a shiny Pikachu. And Sounds dope, man. Um, It was like an Articuno or something like that, like one of the original. One of my favorites. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, outside of that, uh, what other hobbies, creative things do you have going on outside of magic, card collection, um, card creation? Um, so uh, back to how we started up, I, I am a big gamer. I would say that I'm a very much an old school collector of things. I think I just bought like uh, Legend of the Dragoon for PS1. And so uh, I definitely still collect um, old school games. Um, I'm, if anybody's got NBA Street Volume 2 for PS2, I'm looking for that. I've been looking for I'm that one for a while. For <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm an old school collector. Um, me and you had a chat before. I definitely do comic books. Um, I'm a big reader and things like that. So I love comic books. I just let my little cousin borrow a Civil War. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of like... It's something that like I want to change, you know, kids go to school and stuff like that. And I know when I started reading like graphic novels and things like that, it was because I didn't like I didn't like the stuff they was reading in school to kill a mockingbird and like the scarlet letter. I was like, what is this? So I picked up uh, picked up. I think it was the long Halloween uh, from a library. And it was it was one of the greatest books I ever read in my life. And and it was a graphic novel, you know, so and now maybe I read, you know, I got a library in my house. So. Um, I would say comic books I'm really into and uh, just I would say collecting in general anything kind of like nostalgia related I even did figures for a while I had predators and aliens and I think still think I got some transformers and things like that so I've been kind of experimenting um, 
and and this time kind of gave me that opportunity this whole like transition to the digital age was was really cool you know um talking about these things um opening up to groups now i'm in like neca groups which is like an action figure group and things like that so and i was just i was i was going to mention that to you before too i think there's a group uh somewhere around here some Yu-Gi-Oh players they're like low-key like in the cut somewhere but there's a there's a group somewhere around here i think um here in Jersey City, um, these younger guys that I remember going in there trying to talk to them about magic and they wanted nothing to do with me. They're like, look, we're Yu-Gi-Oh players and that's mm. all we do here. And I was like, oh, all right, well, all right. So, <laughs> um, so maybe we could chat about that later. But um, I, I've, I've been kind of like big on the that whole like coming of age. Um, our age group really um, is still into this kind of stuff where we're, we're all really into nostalgia. Um, and I'm saying that while I look at my Super Nintendo. So um, yeah, you said nostalgia. I just picked up uh, these two games. I just picked up Chrome Cross and <laughs> that's amazing. So nine, I saw on the Switch the other day, and I was like, I, "That's one of the Final Fantasy I've never played." Was nine? I know some of the characters, but I never actually played or did anything with nine. And uh, Chrono Cross, uh, that was a couple of years ago. I, I played and beat that one, and that was just because of how freaking good Chrono Trigger was. I was like, yeah. I, "If I can get any more of this, I will." So. Uh, I did. I did play that one, and that that one's that one's really cool too. Yeah, I, got, um, I have my PS One over there, um, just like laying there. But I, I feel like I don't even want to like play it on my PS One. I have the PS Mini with the TV attached to it, so I, think I love I might it. Just pull that up and and pick a game and just play it from there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the retro games. Like on Nintendo Switch, I play like a lot of the old Super Nintendo games. Um, you know, from Kirby to Metroid to Donkey Kong. Um, like and it's good because I also play with my family too. Like my mom, she loves the Mario games. Like that's that was her oh, time. Cool. Um, and um, you know, just me, you know, just having that moment playing with, with family, and also just like kind of reminiscing. You know, like I'm not a big fan of playing like the old retros on like like the PS2 or the Xbox. Like like going from that era um, because I have spent so much time playing PS5. Um, but outside of that, like, you know, just playing the classics sometimes, it, it feels good, you know, warms the heart up to play that. Um, but uh, outside of that, I do want to talk about comic books. What's your favorite series? Um, I, I, I guess when I, I, I mentioned it already, the Long Halloween really um, – kind of just changed the way I, I looked at like reading and things like that. So yeah. that series of books, um, the artwork and everything like that holds a very near and dear place in my heart. Um, so so but, I never, I never heard of the long Halloween, but is that like a long series or is that like one book? Um, so the long Halloween is one, it's a one part series. I don't know if I have one of the other, I don't, I, I don't think I have the original. Like I think I returned it to the library. I don't, that's one of the ones I don't have. I think I might have the second or, something addition i might be able to pull it out and show you but um so it was um the long halloween was it, it is a, a standalone series but they they made it was like they made two or three other books afterwards and um it was really cool because it wasn't really um it was like a story where batman was doing more detective work it wasn't really oh, um story. okay Okay. It wasn't really like it, it did have some action and things like that, but the whole story you were trying to figure out the plot. Um, none of the main, like all the main, all the bad guys were in it. You know, you got your Riddler and Ivy, everybody was in it, but nobody really had anything to do with what was happening in the story. The story was kind of like embedded in everything. So as you read the book, you kind of discover that 
things are all intermingled and it, it really has to do a lot with the mob, the Falcone family and the mob. So that was kind of like, just with just a really good read and kind of like seeing all my characters kind of like jump around and like the Riddler being scared of the mob and like all these guys dealing with the mob, but not really, you know, it wasn't like the Joker was like doing all this stuff and killing massive amounts of people. It was like murders and, uh, and, and, and Batman doing detective work where he had to find out why the serial killer was out here doing these murders on, on holidays. So mm -hmm. it was really cool. And, um, and it, it was just, it was cool to see kind of like Batman, not just like beating everybody's ass and like using a bunch of different weapons and things like that. It was really cool to see him use his mind and kind of like talk to the bad guys. And, and it was, it was really cool character development. So I guess that's, that's kind of like one of the special places in my heart. Mm -hmm. But as a collector, I was really big on those, uh, those like big stories. Um, you saw some of the ones I have, but like, I like, um, like uh, the death of Superman and yeah. um uh, I think I think I, I I just told you Civil War and like um, a lot of the Venom stories. I like origin stories a lot. Okay. So I would say that I, I do have a couple origin stories that really are just amazing and like I, I like those. Okay. Yeah, me I know I collect uh, I collect first appearances. So like if I like go to a convention or something, I meet someone that's like going first appearance. Like I just you know kind of like do like a rating on like on my level of liking the character. Like I have the first appearance of Mystique, Rogue, Black Lightning, um, Killer Frost, Firestorm, uh, Mockingbird, Misty Knight, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, uh, and that's just a little bit of a list, uh, but it, it, dope, it, it's dope. a long first appearance list. Um, but it took a long time to collect those first appearances. Like I did a lot of trading and a lot of like bargaining um, and a lot of traveling to do so. Cause I know what, every time I go to a different state, I try to find a different like comic book store. Uh, and it was just one comic Me book too. store. And, <laughs> yeah, like I, I try to find a different comic book store. And, every, and there's one comic book store I went to, I went to Nashville. Um, they had up there the first appearance of Firestorm. And I was like, hmm. And I, and I went there a couple of times before I bought it because it was $50. But I understand because it was a first appearance. So what I did was I I got that first appearance of Firestorm. And I went on this uh, website called My Comic Book Shop. And I bought the second and third issue, not realizing that the third issue was the first appearance of Kill Storm. Uh, I mean, Killer Frost. So I was like, okay. Uh, so I took that. I went to Comic-Con. It was a bonus, yeah. I went to Comic-Con and I went. I saw um, Robbie Amell, who played Firestorm in um, Legends of Tomorrow and Flash. So I had him sign it. And I was like, okay, That's cool. dope, man. That's yeah, dope. Sign it. And then uh, I'm waiting to meet Danielle Panabaker again because I met her at Boston Comic-Con years ago way before I got the comic. Um, and she plays Killer Frost in the show. You know, so I want her to sign it. But I, yeah, I'm a fan of like getting people to sign things. You know, like I got uh, Wild Dog, oh, so Wild Dog and Arrow um, to sign the Wild Dog comic. And I got um, the, uh, Brandon Ralph who played uh, Superman and, and Adam. You know, I had him sign Adam. I had Candace Patton, Iris sign uh, comic with Iris on the cover and 
Um, like right here, I have even a picture of me and the whole cast of Arrow. Uh, so <laughs> That's impressive, man. That's yeah. impressive. A huge fan, man. That was my favorite show, uh, like for years. I know it just ended on the eighth season. Um, but like it was to a point where now I don't even watch the other shows because I just want to end it at that, you know. That's that's your ending. You're, you're yeah, yeah, that's my ending. I, I was like, oh, he died. Oh, the, the universe is over. Um, but outside of that, man, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a huge uh, nostalgia collector when it comes to comic books and stuff. Um, and outside of that, like it, it's got me to like write my own stories and stuff. So. My yeah, so I saw I saw that you're you're putting something out here. I'm really interested to uh to take a peek at it. I think it's it's gonna be really dope. I love your artwork too, man. It's, it's yeah, some incredible you. stuff. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I wish I was an artist. Uh, I'm learning myself right now to to do the art, but I'm more so writing the stories. Um, but just like outside of that, just bringing creativity to life. Like, if you have an idea, I just say just go for it, plan and go for it. Um, it took me a long time to do this, but with it now i feel like i'm ready to just like you know just put out a slew of stories and you know get things out there on a mass basis because like you said you know I, you mentioned um that that book that batman book really brought to you joy and happiness and that was just something that you just enjoyed to a point where you're collecting more you're into graphic novels you don't want to read uh killing a mockingbird uh you know uh Pinocchio, all, all these other different stories that you know people just read uh, because it's it's standard by American literature, um, you know, in in public schools or private schools, whatever. Um, me, I want to bring that joy, you know, like I want to bring moments like that, you know, people could read something and be like, wow, I can relate to this. Wow, this is the message behind this has really helped me you know, help me, you know, move forward to my situation. I see this character going through something. Maybe what I'm going through is not that bad, you know? Let me reanalyze the situation. So it's just things like that I want to uh, bring. Because I know, like, the theme is, like, I say, like, supernatural action drama. Uh, because, like, drama like is, like, the fact that, you know, there's a lot of cause and effect. Because the character does one thing, something else happens. Supernatural because of their powers. Action because you know I like fighting. You know, grew up on Dragon Ball Z wearing Yu Yu Hakusho hoodie. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Boom, boom. You know, um, but it's more so like a lot of stories relate to like trauma and someone overcoming something that they didn't think that they could. Um, so you know, that's endless. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody goes through different things on a day to day that they necessarily. Um, doubt themselves accomplishing um but when they put themselves to the test who knows what can happen you know some some people get that drive some people don't but um i'm trying to show the reality of it yeah and 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 i think you're absolutely right like and and that's kind of the story i want to tell is that like why i gave you know this is my little cousin he's in sixth grade he's having trouble in reading he says i don't like you know i'm I'm having trouble in reading i said how you having trouble in reading and he was like oh you know I'm like, you watch anime every day. If I handed you 15 Naruto manga, you'd pick, you'd pick it up like yeah. that. And, you know, no problem. And yeah. He's like, and he's looking at me and I'm just like, we just got to find you what you're interested in. So that's kind of what it is. You know, mm. it's always Einstein's theory. You know, we, we judge people by, we judge fish by how they can climb trees. So my yeah. thing is, is like, if we look at, you know, kids and, and young people and, 
and we tell them, hey, man, like, don't think that you can. You just got to find what it is, you know. And so I I opened up my kind of collection. I said, all right, so who's your favorite superhero? He's like, "Uh, Spider-Man. I'm like, here's five. Here's here's the birth of Venom. Here's uh, Venom versus Carnage. Here's Civil War. And here's uh, Spider-Man Civil War. Mm. Pick one. And he's like, oh, what, what's this one? And he looks at both Civil Wars. And I was like, well, this is the original story of Civil War. And, and I'm a little crazy when I talk to him. So I'm like, everything you've seen in the movies is garbage compared to these amazing books. And I was like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, these books are incredible. Like, if you hear these stories and, and where, are, where your favorite superhero really goes, if you knew some of the places, the dark places that they go and some of the things that they see, you wouldn't think of movies or your TV shows ever again the same way. And he's like, oh, what do you, he's like, he's like, oh, I don't know what you mean. And I'm like, all right, so take Civil War and, you know, and, and figure it out. And, and I was like, and then we, eventually you'll upgrade to Thanos' story. And, and I will tell you that it's, it's straight, it's straight as an arrow. Um, my favorite comic book is definitely like Thanos' original story. Um, I was a big Silver Surfer fan when I was a kid, uh, just yeah. like this inner dimensional being that was like flying around the cosmos and like sir and he still served a master this dude and it's like it's a big thing on like my kind of like my own life story but um i really like that i've always loved the silver surfer and galactus and they're kind of like that like relationship that they had and then yeah. you know to see i remember that was kind of like one of the first times i, I was like you um I had a girlfriend in high in high school that went to college, and uh, I would go visit her in D.C. in Washington D.C. and I would just go to different um, comic book shops all all over D.C. because she'd be in school all the time, and I'd just be visiting. And I would hang like I would, you know, the shop owners would always see me in there for like sometimes hours because I'd just be looking at everything, like look at all these stories, which one will I pick? And um, and I remember telling him, hey, like I've, I've really only read The Long Halloween and like that's an artist I like, you know, what's something you think I'd be into? And I remember looking at the original Infinity Gauntlet or the Infinity War. I forgot the exact name. And um, he goes, no, 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 not that one. He's like, he's yeah. like, not that one. He's like this one first. And I was like, OK, cool. So he uh, <laughs> had given me the I don't want to say the origin story, but basically that that second coming of uh, Thanos when death brings him back after he used the cosmic cube and she makes him like three times more powerful long story. And then he goes out and he finds the infinity gems. Um, that story from that's my Bible. I still call it my Bible to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't go by the trans you know, whatever, whatever translation we have now, you know, Thanos's story is my Bible because of the struggle he went through um, and that he, you know, continues. So I love his story and I love him as a character. Um, and I was very excited, you know, when they started making movies and things like that, but they definitely took it like totally in somewhere. I was like, wait, that's not even, that's not even the same Thanos, you know? So um it's something that like, I, I want the youth to understand, you know, like, I know, like, in the, in the way we're going and the things that we do, like, we're, we're listening to things, we're watching things, we don't really take the time to sit down and really appreciate an artist's work or, um, you know, a good story. And there are things that I really want, you know, not only, you know, people our age and, and the nostalgia generation, but I really want the kids to appreciate, you know, Stanley, you know, Stanley was big into developing his characters and, and, you know, Spider-Man was the young kid. He was supposed to be all of us, you know? So I appreciate what those writers and those, you know, what you do and, 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 and what artists do, because it's, it's something that kind of, it isn't just like a story that we read. It does definitely become a part of us. It becomes a part of the way that we look at the world. So 
it's something that I want kids to continue to do. And I want, you know, everybody to understand that it's not, you know, maybe you don't like reading the dictionary or a book or some, you know, boring story or Harry Potter, but there's definitely stories out there that relate to each and every one of us. And I think the comic books, I think we all relate to some comic book hero or somebody in a story. So that's something that I definitely, you know, like, and I think that all of our heroes kind of like, I, and I've always been more of a fan of bad guys than I have been of heroes, but I always like kind of like what they go through and the things that make, you know, characters, the characters that we love. Yeah, I, really feel cool. like, I feel like just to, just to attach back to that, I feel like uh, heroes sometimes are unrealistic in terms of standards and actual yeah. uh, reaction. Like like the what people would really do is more so what you see the villains do. Um like I feel like the superheroes are seen as uh, too good. I mean, there's cases where you know, I... sorry about that. Uh, I, I I feel like the most realistic, um, I guess, considered heroes or anti-heroes would probably be Punisher and. Um, Spider-Man, in terms of their personality and reactions to things, um, not not so much what they do, but so much to the fact that you know, like most people in some cases are one bad way from being a Punisher, and you see that in characters like Spider-Man too, where I think it was you know he fought he he killed Kingpin or or fought against Kingpin to a point where he beat him to a bloody pulp because he hurt uh, Aunt May, you know? And then it was like Punisher, you know, some, you know, his wife was killed in the gang and uh, gang violence, you know, and, and just for, uh, in the crosshairs, you know? And then, you know, he went and became a mercenary. So I just feel like with those characters, and I, I think it's just like, really like anti-heroes as a whole, like Stan Lee or, you know, whoever did it on DC, Mainly made these characters uh, to like get rid of the superhero fantasy um, personality trait, and not so much make these villains, but make these people more so realistic. I feel like antiheroes are more realistic in terms of personality and um, reactions to things. But that's a whole nother conversation. So, but on that note, Josh. I do want to say that we are up out of time uh, for the Innovative Dream podcast. I just want to thank you again for, um, you know, coming on, talking to us and telling us about your passion, you know, telling us about what you do, what you do with magic and just simple tips and tricks uh, for people to navigate going through everything relating to trading cards, uh, where to find things and um, uh, graphic novels and reading. Um, hopefully people can learn a lot from this episode and like I said just want to thank you for, for joining where can people find you uh, where can people contact you to play so um, you can mostly find me at higher power gaming on uh, Instagram mm-hmm. um, and that's basically me everywhere if you look for me on Facebook uh, Twitch same thing uh, higher power gaming 369 um, I do have a Twitch stream I'm trying to but it's mostly um, old school stuff um, but yeah that's where you can find me at higher power gaming Okay. All right. Well, I'll be giving you a follow on Twitch. Outside of that, that is it. And thank you for tuning in to the Innovative Dream. Peace.